0: and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. This week on the podcast, I am chatting with John William Gray. So, John is the president of Done Right Carpet Care. He is a carpet cleaner by trade. But through his practice and through building his business, he has learned how to heal from these reappearing spots in our lives and in our relationships and how we can achieve our dreams and our lives in the process. And this was such a fun conversation, just kind of pulling from the realistic practice of his work to what God has used that to teach him. John, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: So we got to chat a little bit before we started recording. And I'm really excited about what you have to talk about. Because I think when you just say that term, which is the title of your book, Spot Cleaning Your Life, Stop Spot Cleaning Your Life, I think it can, like, what does that mean? Tell me more. That intrigues me. How am I spot cleaning my life? And so you have a lot of wisdom I can tell already to share. So I'm really excited to dive into that. On the front end, I want to give you the opportunity to just introduce yourself, tell the listener a little bit about yourself and about your new book.
1: Yeah, I'm John Gray, John William Gray, and I'm the author of the book, Stop Spot Cleaning Your Life, founder of the Life Cleaning School, where we help driven entrepreneurs restore those pain in the neck reappearing spots. The relationship, the financial and the other issues that haunt their life, no matter what they do, teaching them my five-step principle-driven formula for getting rid of those spots, growing their happiness, and never feeling judged.
0: I love that. So when we were talking before, and you were explaining it to me, and we were talking about those spots, right? And you had this, you have this really incredible metaphor comparing our lives to carpet. And it's so good. I want you to share it.
1: Okay. Well, basically, you know, life is like it gets dirty. Families split up. Marriages end in divorce. Children, they kind of mess up sometimes. And for me, that happened a lot. I mean, my whole life, all I ever wanted was happiness. Like ever since I was like six or seven and my mom and dad, you know, they would take us to the beach and we'd go play and kind of have a picnic sometimes. We'd go to Disneyland or whatever, and, and that was great and everything, but I didn't need that to be happy. You know, I just I just wanted to be with them, you know, and there was friction at our house. My dad was German and my mom was Mexican. So there was kind of this clashing, you know, but it didn't matter because shoot, there that's mom and dad, you know. And long story short, happiness kind of ends like when I'm eight, nine, my parents they end their marriage and divorce and it was kind of out of nowhere, you know, like my dad just packs his bags, drives his car away and never comes back home. Mm. And I'm just sitting there like, what the heck is going on? Like, I felt confused and felt kind of abandoned, you know? And then he meets another lady that has a daughter and gets married to her. And then he moves in with them, you know, when they get married. And I feel like, oh my gosh, like, what did I do? Like, and, you know, I'm just Curious. I'm one of these seeker kids, you know, like I kind of need answers, just how I'm wired. And the more questions I asked, the more I got in trouble and started acting up and being not so good and started getting punished more and more. And 12 or 13, I'm about 11 now. And my my mom and dad, they come up with this plan like, hey, you don't get him now. You know, he's going to go off the deep end. So, man, my mom and dad, they come up with this scheme. Even though they are divorced, they come up with it. And my mom says, John, pack your bags, get in the car. You're out of here. I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, emotional. I'm crying in the car. I'm like, where are we going? She's like, you won't listen to me, but you'll listen to these people. She's going to drop me off at this orphanage, right? This gigantic building. We get there. She's like, get out of the car. And I'm just like, shooting, my knees are shaking. And she drives away, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, am I going to go inside and turn myself in, or am I going to just run and just be like a kid on the street? My mom turns around, rolls down her window, John, are you going to be a good boy? Oh, heck, yeah, I'm going to be a good boy. Mom, shoot, I am so sorry. She lets me get back in the car, we go back home, and I'm like, I start doing my chores, I start doing whatever uh-huh. I can, you know, just to... Make things better, right? Make the spot go away. Fast forward a couple years, my dad gets cancer, and it's like real bad, stage four, and he dies a horrible death, but what killed me was the funeral. Like, pastor is saying, oh, John William Gray Sr., he was a great man. He loved Jesus. He had so much faith, and I'm sitting in the front row. Raging, like, excuse my language, but pissed. I'm like, if Jesus is so good, why didn't my dad ever tell me about him? Hmm. He never mentioned his faith. And I was like, really? Like, this could have really helped me.
0: Yeah. Like, who is this pastor even talking about? Probably. You're like, this, I don't know this person.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, this is, this was not my dad. So, evidently, you know, he became a Christian and everything. So, I'm not so much mad at my dad. I'm more sad and grieving. Now yeah. I'm like mad at God, you know? And I'm like on this mission to take the power of my life because first of all, my parents took it from me and now God is like, feel like messing with my mind. I was born and raised Catholic, mm-hmm. altar boy, the whole deal, first communion, everything, all of it. And uh, I go on this rampage, you know, I'm I'm trying to like take the power of my life and, I'm get kicked out of my house. I'm like 15 and a half living on the streets. I'm doing crime to support my habits, you know, because I start substance abusing because I can't deal with life. I'm using that as a crutch Mm -hmm. to cope day to day. Fast forward. I'm to the point where I want to die Mm -hmm. or get killed. And I really believe that God gave me the gift of incarceration instead so i'm going in and out of the justice system but it's not helping it's not rehabilitating mm-hmm. it's only hardening like i'm have this chip on my shoulder you know anybody that messes with me i'm going to prove myself cuz i'm taking the power mm-hmm. i have the power now anyways i i get done with that and i think to myself shoot i don't want to become institutionalized you know so i i got to do something to stay out and i think to myself well shoot if i can meet somebody you know, and maybe get married and become more responsible. That will definitely keep me out, and that's basically what I did. However, she was a uh, substance abuser as well, and mm-hmm. within a couple of years, the marriage was toxic. You know, it was just no bueno. And to make it better, you know, because divorce wasn't good for me. I right, I just I hate divorce. It's like my worst enemy. We have our beautiful daughter, and that changed my life. I mean, that joy came and
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I felt so full, you know, like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's unexplainable, but that joy didn't take root. And the marriage ended in divorce after five years, you know, it was unhealthy for my little girl and for my now former wife, myself. And my mom had become a Christian five years earlier. And, you know, I mean, she's just, she's radical anyways. So, Jesus saved her like he really yeah. saved her from like a lot of hell and she told me she's like John you gotta listen to these tapes I'm like mom no no I told her like probably a hundred times over the five years and I remember just the pain from not seeing my baby girl not knowing if she's okay on a daily basis was killing me and I just said to God I'm like you know what check this out If you know anything about happiness mm-hmm. why don't you show it to me and The next day, I'm in my carpet cleaning van. My jobs for that day had canceled. And I had those teaching tapes. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to listen to them. And it's called Taking Back What the Devil Stole From You. And she's telling me about this hell that she had been through. And then towards the end, she's like, what Jesus did for me, he can do for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And I was thinking about all the things she'd gone through and all the things I had gone through. But what cinched it was when she said, double for your trouble. And I said, oh, my gosh, sign me up. I'm like, yeah, I want double for my trouble. And I asked Jesus into my heart like a hundred times that day. I call my brother, my sister, <laughs> and my mom, and they think I'm high. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I am high on Jesus. I mean, I can't even believe this. Like, even to this day, I, it's so amazing. But right when I did it, I kid you not, like I felt just impregnated with purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. This was back in 1999. I had been dealing with this for like 20 years. I mean, it's been driving me nuts. I'm still a substance abuser when I get saved and I go to church whenever I can, meaning every chance it's open. Mm-hmm. Sundays and Wednesdays, and I'm going in as inebriated, as humanly possible, because I need to prove a point, not to everybody else at church, but to myself. I Mm. need to know that this Jesus dude is real. Mm. Every time I went in there, you know, people would look at me like, oh, dude, this guy is way out. Like, he's a thug. Stay away from him. And that's, I kind of wanted that underneath Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. However, praise and worship would come on. I'd be crying like a little baby and that would trip me out because I'm not a crier Mm -hmm. you know like I'm hardcore like right then pastor comes starts talking about Jesus and these stories about the Bible and I am on the edge of my seat like I cannot get enough however at the end of the worship 10-15 minutes whatever it was stone cold sober Mm. I mean yeah what the heck's going on so I keep going, and then a couple months into my getting saved, my my Grams, she's on her deathbed, and I think to myself, Grams has never heard about Jesus. We've never prayed at Christmas time or Thanksgiving or anything. I gotta go talk to Grams and tell her about Jesus. But how am I gonna do that? We've never talked about it. So I get high. I take my daughter with me. We go and see her. She's in the hospital, and she remembers me, and that surprised me like right there and I'm like, hey, grandma what's going on? And she's like, hey, how are you? And how's Ashley? And you know, we, what'd you do today? And I'm like, oh, we went to church. She's like, church? What's church? Church, it's like this awesome place and you learn and sing and she's like, well, who do you learn about? And I'm like, Jesus, and I'm tripping out. I'm like, wait, here we are and we're talking about Jesus. And I'm like, He's this amazing guy, and a little more small talk. And do you want to meet him, Grams? And right there, she gets saved. Mm -mm. I'm like, what no way? So me and my daughter leave. I take her to her house. I go back to mine. And I, I see on my coffee table all my paraphernalia. And I have this conversation with God. And I'm like, God, you know what? I love you, but I love these drugs too. And I'm going to do whatever I can for you. But I can't, I can't stop doing these. I can't. I need them. Like, I won't. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. But if you have a different plan for me, then, you know, whatever. But until that happens, I'm not going to change your thing. I'm going to keep loving you and keep loving them. Yeah. And I get high. I go to sleep. I wake up. Go to work to clean a few carpets, right? And I'm, you know, doing my jobs and making some money. And I come home and get a call on my way home. Grams went to heaven. Mm. Very next day. Mm. Get home. I see my paraphernalia. My knees start shaking. I hadn't done any kind of drugs that whole day I see the paraphernalia I have no hankering I don't even want to touch it and I'm like how powerful are you like this is like against my will like I'm I'm literally just freaking out like what am I getting myself into and that really just put the fear of God in me God starts helping me with my business. It starts growing and I start buying a condo and it's now five years after my divorce. I've been going to this like divorce care group and getting healed from that in some way. And God puts it on my my heart to get married again and have a couple more kids. And I'm like, that's crazy. But I knew it was from him. You know, I just knew it because it was in my heart and I didn't put it there. Mm -hmm. I meet my wife through my sister, a blind date, you know, we just connect. And, you know, I, I just wanted things to go right, you know, because pastor was like, man, you get married, you got to be equally yoked. You know, you got to have the same religion. I mean, that's real, right? Because Mm -hmm. it just is. So I want to make sure everything was good. And she was beyond perfect. We get married, then we buy a house, you know, the business is going good. And Then all of a sudden, all of these spots, like from my last marriage and Mm -hmm. prior to that marriage, my single life, they start reappearing out of nowhere and start taking my marriage down, down, Mm -hmm. down. My life, my relationship with my spouse, my children, it's just disappearing. And I think to myself, and God, I'm like, I have... Nothing to hide from God. You know, I'm very like literal and very like organic. And I tell him, you know what? This isn't double for my trouble. This is BS. Mm. I didn't sign up for this. I would never, ever get married again just to get a divorce. Right. And he says to me, I kid you not. This is a real conversation. And my white knuckled fists are pounding, you know, the steering wheel of my car because I'm irate. And this is all in the book. And he says, Do you trust me? Hmm. He doesn't answer with, like, oh, this is what you did. No, th- do you trust me? Like, you know what? I do trust you. Man, you set me free. I mean, you've helped me, you made me happy. Like, shoot, can't not trust you. you know? Long story short, he shows me as I'm helping this customer of mine people stop buying my carpet cleaning services because, you know, the economy is tanking, but plus because of these reappearing spots on carpet. So what happens is, is a customer, they'll get a spot on their carpet, they'll spot clean it, the spot will go away. And then, I don't know, a couple months later, it comes back bigger and darker. Mm. And so what do they do? They use a stronger spot cleaner, spray it, scrub it, agitate it, you know, goes away, but then it comes back and they call like a professional cleaner. They charge them hundreds of dollars. It comes out great, but everything comes back. But now the carpet feels ruined. It feels crispy and sticky. Right. So I think to myself, this is either an opportunity to solve a huge problem, make a lot of money, or just get out of the industry altogether. So I decided to solve the problem. I take much time, energy, and money You know, doing research and kind of reverse engineering this whole problem and come up with a solution to prevent, correct, and restore these reappearing spots. This customer of mine, she's telling me, oh, this spot, you know, keeps coming back. It was originally like a laundry detergent spill, and I tried this, this, and this. And all of a sudden, as she's saying that, I'm thinking about my parents' divorce. Hmm. And I tried this, this, and this, and then the next thing. And I try this, this, and this. And then God starts linking these spots together with all the things I've tried. And He tells me, John, dude, you're spot cleaning your life just like your clients are spot cleaning your carpet. That's why the spots are coming back and why your life, if it looked like a carpet, looks like it had been soiled and spot cleaned one too many times. Mm-hmm. And like, John, what you do for carpets, you can do for your life. And I kid you not, the Holy Spirit shows me how to reverse engineer my carpet care process into a principle-driven formula to do for my life <laughs> what I do for carpets, but it's not applicable to just me. Anybody can apply it to their situation no, yeah, and, and get amazing results. And in my mind, through my life experiences, whether you spot clean your life or use the restorative process, it's hard either way.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Either one one is hard. Well, and what's really interesting, because I want to get into some of that, into some of what that looks like, like how we spot clean and how we can do it better. But what's interesting is I had an interview just, gosh, probably, I think just a couple of weeks ago. And I was talking to a woman who is an interior designer. And she's telling me all of these things that God has taught her through interior design. And I love that. And I think that we as a culture, we we think that just like ministers and pastors and teachers are the ones that God uses what they do to teach them, not only themselves, but other people. And I just, especially through having this podcast, I just over and over and over learn that's just not true. Like you can clean carpets, you can decorate houses, you can teach kids and like God is going to, use what you are like naturally gifted at to like implement his goodness, teach you about his faithfulness and like allow you to turn around and do the same for others. And I just love that every time I get into a conversation like this, I'm like carpet cleaning, carpet cleaning. God is like faithfully showing you and teaching you through carpet cleaning. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. It's, it's remarkable, you know, through this whole experience, Every single carpet cleaner goes through a certification process, and it's called the IICRC. However, after going through all of this, I now realize it's that basic training, professional training, the certification process that trains all of these cleaners that is foundationally broken and causing Mm. this problem because they're missing a vital step. It's crazy. I mean... I don't know about you, but you hear, I hear a lot of homeowners saying, I don't even want to buy carpet anymore because it's too hard to keep clean. You get a spot. It just keeps coming back. It's, it's dumb. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's so easy to take care of it. It could practically be self-cleaning and way easier to clean than a laminate or hardwood or tile grout floor. You
0: just have, you just to, just know have right to know way. the right
1: way and, and how to do it. And it's super simple and right. it's way less.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and this, I would venture to believe that a lot of the things that you write about in your book, it kind of feels the same way. Like the foundational way people are doing this and spot cleaning their lives is broken, and that doing it a better way is easier. I would think it's easier to, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Like it's, and you just said this, both are hard spot cleaning your life or having an intentional approach like they're both hard but which one do you want one that brings results do you want hard that brings results or do you want hard that you're gonna have to do again and who knows how long right okay so one of the questions that i get all the time is how do i keep up with the news without buying into a place that has severe political leans? And I want to answer that question by telling you about the pour over. It's a weekly email that keeps Christians informed about current events while focusing on Christ. So they drop a news summary into your inbox three times a week with reminders and verses to keep you focused on eternity, not the chaos in D.C. or Wall Street, but while updating you on current events. They're not conservative. They're not liberal. They are just Christian. And as someone personally who wants to stay up to date on current events, but maybe not feel depressed or overwhelmed, I have found The Pour Over to be a great addition to my inbox. And honestly, I'm super picky about who I let in my inbox. So you can sign up for their newsletter for free by heading to thepourover.org and you can start finding out what is going on in the world without feeling crazy.
1: Do you mind if I get a little deeper into that?
0: Yes, I would love that.
1: Okay. So as I was saying that life is like a carpet, it gets dirty. But the thing is, is carpet is a perfect metaphor. I say that because this, a spot gets on a carpet, somebody uses spot cleaner. So let's, let's go through that motion. Spot happens. They get the spot cleaner. They spray it. They agitate it. They absorb it out. Spot goes away. That is the typical you know, process for people to follow. And then they follow it again and again and again when it comes back. However, if it comes back, where did that spot go? That, that's mm. the question I ask myself. Well, the spot is gone, but if the spot's gone, why did it come back? So think about that spot cleaner that you originally used, right? Spray it on your fingers, you'll feel it's a little slippery. And that slippery detergent that's in that spot cleaner, it does get out the spot, but it also It goes down the fiber, slides down it. And because it can't evaporate, it can only dry and wick to the surface. So when it wicks to mm. the surface, it's invisible. But over time, it attracts like a magnet, dirt, grease, and oil. Right. Okay? The thing is, They do it again because of 100% of the time to the untrained eye, it's going to look like a normal everyday spot, but it's not. So here's the problem. They spot clean again it comes back again, bigger and darker, and then they call a professional. But as I was saying with the whole industry standard cleaning, I call it the top-down deep cleaning, okay? The problem is the technician – is trained to see every spot the same way, like it's a real uh-huh. spot. So they treat it the same way. And it removes the surface soil, but pushes the middle soil deeper down, causing other downfalls of carpet, like you know crunchiness and rapid resoiling soiling and all of these different things. I call that an unconscious cleaning mistake. They don't know. Their intention is good. Their approach is just a little right. bit off. And the parallel for life is the same thing. You know, we go, we say, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to. Or it's not my fault. Shoot. I didn't mean to. You know, that's a powerful cleaner. And it'll work until it yeah. doesn't. But what do you do when it doesn't work? You know, you you go get a professional cleaning. You know, you go to counseling and, and whatever else. And I remember sitting in the counselor's office thinking to myself about that client that was explaining the process of how it got from one state to another and i realized you know how long it took to get the whole session started and keep it going like very heated it only took like two minutes and it took one question oh how to go this week just one mm. and as we're going yeah. about that session i realized oh my gosh this counseling is spot cleaning it's only cleaning the surface It's not treating the root issue because if it was the surface symptom would be gone. Mm -hmm. And I knew right then, like God was just, he was talking to me. He was talking to me through counseling, through customers, through cleaning carpet, through correcting carpet, like all these different things. So here's the thing. What do you do if you're not supposed to use spot cleaner? Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) here's the funny thing. So carpet, like I said, life is just like carpet. If people just used vinegar and water 50-50, distilled white vinegar and water, the spot would come out and it won't come back. Why, John? Because you're not cleaning the actual fiber of the carpet. And here's the thing. I say, when I say life is like carpet, I mean a Christian life Mm -hmm. is like carpet because modern day carpet is like the eighth wonder of the world in my mind and i say that because it's stain resistant Mm. okay so you're cleaning that stain resistant coating on that fiber and that's why the vinegar and water will take that spot right off and why won't it come back because there's no detergent that's slippery that slides down the fiber that wicks the surface No, the vinegar and water can evaporate unlike the soapy detergent. The reason why is because the carpet is stain resistant, not soap resistant. Hmm. Same is true for a Christian's life. We are covered with the blood, but we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. right? So when we get a spot, what do you use? Here's, Here's what I tell my technicians, and I train everybody the same way. First, I train them to see not spots as real spots, but figure out, is that detergent or not? Second, when in doubt, what? Rinse it out. So here's the thing. When when I'm doing a carpet, you know, not to get too geeky, but we do like a corrective slash restorative rinse, a special way so that it cleans top down, bottom up versus just top down. Mm -hmm. So we clean in layers. So it gets all of that sticky detergent out. And the same is true for life. What's the water for life? Well, I remember camping one time with my family. My kids were super small. And my son, he he gets a bucket of water and dumps it on my wife. And she's like, ah, I'm laughing and I'm sitting on the shore, right? On the sand. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my daughter sneaks up behind me with another bucket of water and dumps it on me. And it's freezing cold. And as it's going over me, I realize the Holy Spirit says, that's it. Mm. When in doubt, rinse it out, bro. Unconditional love. That's the water of restoration. And what I realized is that how I was explaining earlier, you know, if I compared my life to a regular carpet, it looked like it had been soiled and sparkling one too many times mm-hmm. it looked like it needed to be replaced right. it just had enough detergent in it to clean generations of mine yeah that's all yeah. so that's what i learned and it's it's basically a five step process it's a principle driven formula and it helps you like make right decisions all the time you know it helps you do like restorative cleaning and it helps you achieve your vision of the future faster All like without being judged, feeling judged, you know, because when you feel judged, you've there's this tension inside you.
0: Right. Well, and you kind of tend to reject. Right. You reject even if it's good things you're being offered, you're going to reject them if you feel like there's even the space to be judged. And anyone, no matter if you have lived the Christian equivalent of a squeaky clean life, there are things that you feel... Like, you could be judged for. Or if you have lived a life where you where you were in and out of jail and you, you know, you had all of these struggles. The great thing about Jesus, though, is that squeaky clean, like, Christian, like, did the whole thing and, like, ne- didn't even know who Jesus was until they were later in life. Like, once you've met Jesus, your carpets look exactly the same. Right? Your carpets look exactly the same. There are no spots. There are no... Like history, you are gonna have different struggles. you're gonna have different things that are hard for you, but they're different, not better or worse. they're different
1: right. and I
0: think that that's the really beautiful thing of, of what you were saying about like that restorative like rinse is the great news is that like that's a one-time gig. like that restorative rinse is like that's a one and done. you don't have to redo that. That's right. Like, that's the power of Jesus is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, like if we're, which I'm all about running with a metaphor, like it doesn't matter what your carpet looks like. It doesn't matter what your life looks like. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. The power of Jesus covers all of that. And repentance is important and sanctification is important, but you don't have to go back. And exactly what you're saying, you don't have to go back and like spot clean These things that Jesus is like, no, no, we're done with that. Like, that one's good. Quit, like, leave that one alone, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, after hearing you right now, I just realized like so many people, including myself, are working for God's love, working for our spouse's love. Mm -hmm. And that's crap. It is crap. Crappy Christian. Yeah, you're right? allowed
0: to say that
1: here. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Because because that's crappy. So instead of working for his love, working with and from his love, and when you work with his love, you are unstoppable. Yep. Well, not you, but that love. Right. It's like you know, I realized that during the whole experience when you're working for someone's love. The reason why is because you're basically trying to fill an unmet need that can't be exactly. filled. So what I changed was getting this God-given vision. And I just remember my marriage is falling apart all of my life. And I, I have this dream three nights in a row. And I see myself on this stage talking like hundreds of thousands of people. Then that's over. And I'm like shaking hands with people and I can smell and taste the donuts in the room like people were giving me hugs and i could smell their cologne and mm-hmm. perfume and it, it was just so real the next night i have a dream about my business being restored and then the next night i have a dream about my marriage my family being restored and each day i wake up to a hell of a mm-hmm. life and i remember saying to god like what the heck are you doing why why would you give me this now yeah but i realized We need to have such a huge, compelling vision because in the heat of the moment, in the heat of a stain, it has to be so compelling because you are going to not follow the restorative cleaning process. You're going to want to spot clean like that to get that unmet need fixed right away, like instantly, right? right? Jack in the box drive-through. So once I kind of mastered that, can I just share the five steps with you? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so the first step is awareness. Okay. Personal awareness. Not just personal awareness, but interpersonal Mm -hmm. awareness about spots and stains and how they affect you and what that triggers in Mm -hmm. you, like your nervous system, Mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes my the hair on my head will stand up or the back of my neck or I'll get the chills or goosebumps or something. And then the second step is accountability. Like you gotta take accountability for those thoughts and feelings, right? Like take every thought captive, right? third step aligned action aligned action with what the problem with me was i just said it i was chasing these unmet needs that couldn't be met three is aligned action with a god given mm. goal you know the beauty of this process is is it takes your personal and your professional vision combines them together and in order to achieve it it has to transcend all your unmet needs It has to be impossible to achieve without divine intervention and it has to include others. As you go at it, the trickle down effect fulfills those unmet needs and you get the best of both worlds. And like my whole life was all about compartmentalization, right? Like that's that's just how I was raised. Totally dysfunctional. I mean, you name it, I did it. It was all a good intention, just a horrible approach. This decompartmentalizes everything mm-hmm. and lets you be you. Yeah. I wear Crocs <laughs> like all the time now. I'm not, I, I, I'm just, cause you like them. So I have a, yeah, I have V-neck, I have diggy shorts and my Crocs and that's my life uniform around yeah. the house, you know, but I couldn't have done that before because I was the quote perfect Christian mm. husband want to be. I wasn't. Yeah. And then, you know, got restored. Now I can just, be myself organically, yeah. and they're good with that. So step four is adoration. After you have that big old gigantic goal, the next step is adoration. So for carpet cleaning clients, I'm, I'm like, what's your goal? And they're like, I just wanted to get clean. I just want it to look good. And I tell them, okay, well, I'm not the company for you. Mm. You know, Because honestly, anybody can do that. You can go rent a machine from the store and pay 50 right. bucks. And you're going to get a decent result. If that's you, great, no offense, but just please go somewhere else. However, if you want to get your carpet back to point A, if you want it to be super simple to care for, if you want it to last twice as long as the manufacturer touts, then I'm yeah. The guy. Now, I'm two, three times as expensive, but I guarantee you, and I will look in their eyes and say, I guarantee you that this cleaning will help yeah. you. Same thing is true for life. However, what we're going to do for that carpet It's going to be totally different than any other company Mm -hmm. because we're, like I said, we're going to do do that restorative cleaning where it cleans top down, bottom Mm -hmm. up. So what that means to the customer is it's going to take what's in the fibers out and what's in the base and backing, bring it up. Same thing is true for life. And with adoration, you clean from the top down, bottom up and it works simultaneously on your past stains. Present stains and helps you get closer to your vision of the future faster versus taking one step forward. Yeah. The fifth and final step is acceptance. Okay. You have to accept the process because it's an ongoing thing. And in my mind, you see these bumper stickers and they say coexist Mm -hmm. or tolerate. And to me, you know, here we are, right, with Black Lives Matters, with the coronavirus. And if we decide to coexist, that's no bueno. Mm-hmm. If we decide to tolerate, that's no bueno. It's going to fester and it's going to explode eventually. However, if we can accept people mm. for who they are, not for what they do, yeah, for who they are. They're made in God's image. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. Whether they are saved or not, it makes no difference in my life. And to me, when you can have acceptance, not just of the system, but of people, then look out because you're unstoppable. And the thing is, is I look back on the happiness of my life that I've always wanted. And to put it in words is, you know, I wanted to be accepted. You know, I, I wanted to be heard, but my parents, they only knew how to see Mm. me, not hear me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not their fault. I mean, I know with all my heart that they both love me, like with all their heart, it's just their way of showing it was a little different than I received Mm -hmm. it, you know? So the process kind of shows people how to love, not just themselves, but others, at a frequency, they actually feel, so they feel rinsed from the top down, bottom yeah. up, and yeah, the transformations yeah. like that. I mean, it's great. I
0: love systems like that. Like I love approaches, and I love when those things come from people who love Jesus, because a lot of the time, the world's is like. Pull yourself by up by your bootstraps and get going and you'll figure it out. And I love when people are like, no, no, no. Like you need to lean on Jesus. Like you need you for sure need Jesus for this whole thing. But here's some also some tangible ways to do that. And I think that this is really impactful. And I think that your your metaphor just works so well, which Oh, that's so cool. Of course you. it does because this is what you do. Right. It's like me making a metaphor about podcasting. It's the way our brain works. And and the things that we're good at are what God uses to communicate through us with. And so to close, I want you to tell people where they can find you, follow you, get in touch with you and where they can get a copy of Stop Spot Cleaning Your Life.
1: OK, yeah, that'd be great. They, they can go to uh, johnwilliamgray.com, www.johnwilliamgray.com. And that's G-R-A-Y. And they can get my book. They can also get my five step, one page PDF blueprint. Oh, of perfect. The process. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. I would love to get people's feedback on that. They can also go to Facebook forward slash stop spot cleaning your life, perfect. Instagram forward slash stop spot cleaning your life, LinkedIn forward slash John William Gray.
0: Yeah. And we'll link to all of that in your show description so people can find you and connect with you super easily. I love me a good like downloadable PDF uh, that makes everything kind of simple, not simple, but laid out. So John, thank you so much for this really incredible conversation. This was such a gift.
1: Oh yeah. My great pleasure. Thank you so much. Wow. That's awesome.